for you real quick man okay take that let's go uh, yesterday the Patriots got six points you know why they didn't get seven why they didn't get seven because seven is the square root of 49 damn it come on wow. now wow did you just hit me with a, a math problem oh uh, bro I'm a genius I love it man <laughs> genius you are man listen ladies and gentlemen it is good to be back it's always great to bring a show after a win not just after a regular win like you get it how you get it i'm talking about after a brutal beatdown on one of the uh, america's greatest franchises of all time the new england patriots man so we're gonna get down to the nitty-gritty of this show we got some special guests that's gonna be on this show man but before we do all that before we bring our guests in let's get down to all the formalities because we got some new stuff for you guys to follow us on you know what i'm saying so listen we're on facebook so make sure you like and follow us on facebook at nitty gritty niners right make sure you like and follow there's a reason why you want to like and follow just do them both trust me you you won't want to miss out on stuff follow us on twitter we got our twitter handle baby it's nitty niners it took me forever i look i created the joint and i couldn't find us because i'm typing in nitty gritty niners but this is what they gave us. So I'm sitting here like, why can't I find it? So it's Nitty Niners, man. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. We're also on IG, at Nitty Gritty Niners, keeping it a buck. And then we're on YouTube for shizzle, for, for shizzle. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, Nitty Gritty Niners. And while you there, smash that like button. Don't ask me why I smashed the like button. Just do it, baby, like Nike. You see the, what the check at? Bam! Just do it. Smash the like button, y'all. It's super important. Uh, it has something to do with something. So we ain't even going to get into that. We're also on anchor.fm. So this podcast will be live on tomorrow, always the day after the show. That's Nitty Gritty Niners. We got our own channel, Donnie. We moving on now. We getting you know, up here in the world, baby. It also sounds pretty good on Anchor, too. If you like listening to podcasts, you know, I was feeling myself, ourselves, yesterday and, and, and listening to a few of our episodes. And, man, I'm like, yo, we sound like, you know, we're up as serious right now. Like we doing it for real, for real, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, like cause I was listening to it, too, on the playback. But, guys, listen, go to Anchor.fm. Anchor FM is your one-stop shop for each and every one of your podcast streaming services. So I'm an Apple podcast guy. But if you're a Google podcast, you can get it there. Spotify, CastBox, Stitcher, you name it, they're there. Make sure you subscribe to this channel, anchor.fm. That'll be the backslash, nitty gritty niners. 
and then we're going to get y'all popping, man. Make sure you guys subscribe to us if you're on Apple Podcasts. Hit the subscribe button because they got their own subscriptions, so you're always alerted. And make sure while you're on Apple Podcasts, you leave that five-star rating. Five. Five. The number of rings the 49ers still have on their fingers. Five. Five. Donnie, it's good to be back, my brother. Wagwan, my youth. What's going on? I know we got some special guests waiting, man. But, Donnie, I just want to hear from you, man. Let the world know how you doing. After, I mean, I'm doing beautiful today, man. Like, it's that kind of a win. Come on now. Come on now. We didn't just beat New England. We stomped the, you know what, out of England yesterday. Now, England did kind of play themselves a little bit. Honey, you just uh, added your own sound effect. That was dope. You said we stomped the, you added your own edited sound effect. I don't even have to go do that and do that in edit. Good job, Donnie. Mean? Great work. You know what I mean? It's the way we roll, man. But uh, yeah, man, it was beautiful. I'm loving the entire thing, man. It was like, there was some nerves going into it yesterday. And then, like, first quarter happened, and I'm like, oh, we got this. We got this. We back. We back. But, uh, yeah, and you know what? We love you, too, guys. So you guys see somebody said they love the show. I'm, it's, you guys are commenting too fast. Man, thank you, guys, everybody. Breezy, how are you doing, though? Yo, I'm great, 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 great. Listen, I was all, look, had a, had a, couple, of, had a couple of shots, you know, last night on the Nub But Niner show. Woke up kind of slow this morning, you know what I'm saying? Because... My man Mike wanted to do shots at halftime. And all I had down there other than my whiskey shot, which is the victory shot, was this big bottle of Russian vodka that I don't drink. It's just in the house for look. But that's all I had. And I couldn't take the victory shot shot. So I took the (laughs) I took the vodka shot shot. I, I think that kind of messed me up a little bit. I was a little different. You know what I'm saying? But I'm great now, Donnie. Look, we about to bring these guys the Nitty Gritty Show. I can't wait to bring on our guests. Why don't you go ahead and introduce my man? Let's go. Let's get it popping. Well, check it out. I think this next dude has, he really needs no introduction. He killed it a couple weeks ago on uh, Sizzling Sundays. Like Sizzling Sundays. If you haven't yet. Um, also, get out and vote for these guys. Um <laughs> But yeah, let's bring in G Money. G Money, what's good, baby? What's up, boys? What's going on? Chilling, man. We are chilling. I think the last time we talked, did we lose that game? <laughs> lose? I think we got our asses kicked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stomped. <laughs> yeah, that was that was. Was it the stomp game? Dang. Yeah, man. I felt hung over the next day, and I didn't even drink. Right. <laughs> Listen, that game messed that Miami Dolphins game messed everybody up. I was I was fighting and arguing with other 49er fans, bro. Like people I call family, we just weren't getting along. Like my house was sleep on one side of the house and I was in the basement. I didn't want to be bothered. I don't even know how I went to work. You know what I'm saying? But I did, you know. I did. That, that was that was crazy. But we have rebounded since. You know what I'm saying? And the 49ers are on a two and oh, you know, winning streak, guys. They're 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 on a two-game winning streak. So let's talk a little bit about the two-game winning streak, man. You know, just before we get into the show, we get into the game, we're going to break down some games. We got some segments for you guys, you know. We started to sit here and write the show, and we got some segments for you guys. So we're going to definitely get into that, and we're going to definitely do the phone-in segment. This show may go over the hour, guys. Y'all supposed to clap out there. It may go over the hour, you know what I'm saying? I like to keep it to the hour, but if y'all start talking, talking, 
We're going to go over that hour. I promise you, because there was a lot of stuff we want to get to in this game. The 49ers travel to New England, my side of the coast, the East Coast, East side one time. You know what I'm saying? And they in New England. Weather was definitely different. But just look at the look at this victory, guys. The 49ers won 33 to 6. And not only did they win 33 to 6, for the first time, you know, I watched Cam Newton. I, he got benched. What was your thoughts when you saw Cam Newton get benched? <laughs> money? Like, what were your thoughts? Oh man, I I, I couldn't help but like laugh, kind of like, but a good laugh. Like I was happy because it's like going into that game, like there's no way did I think that we were gonna put up 33 on them. And then if you would have told me they would have only scored six, like, no way. Because it's like Bill Belichick, he's one of the most – he's probably one of the smartest coaches to ever coach in the NFL. And his main thing is his defense is always good, right? And he's always going to take away your best thing. He couldn't take away anything yesterday. He couldn't stop Kittle. He couldn't stop Debo. They couldn't stop the – like, they couldn't stop anything against us. And, that, and that's what – that was probably my biggest takeaway of yesterday. That I was kind of shocked by that, like they had no answer. Yeah, it was really hard for Bill to make adjustments. You know, I mean, they did come out and make some adjustments in the second half. They started running the ball a little bit more effectively. But like you said, gee, they could not. I I don't know if Kyle was throwing out crazy formations or what, but for some reason, they just couldn't adjust to it. And part what a part of it was because they were down by so much. So you already know they're gonna try to throw the ball, and they didn't. That was the funny part, yo. They were down by like. 20-something points, and they were still running the ball. I'm like, uh, just throw it so we can use get some more picks. You know, get the, get the defense juju flowing going into the next game. But nah, Bill was pretty smart on that. He kept running the ball, trying to get that game over with um, as quick as possible. But yeah, right. they, they, I agree. They bench Cam, and, and that was something that um I, I didn't think I would see. And it, it doesn't necessarily mean Cam was trash. You guys know I like Cam Newton. Um, it, he just was garbage. <laughs> like, that's what it was. Like, he couldn't complete a pass. You know, he couldn't run. The 49ers took away the run. That's something that they do. I be, I'm trying to tell people this run defense is better than the run defense from last year. And if healthy, I would say that the pass defense is better than the pass defense from last year. But, guys, let's go ahead and get right into the show. Donnie, did you want to add anything about Mr. Cam Newton being benched? He was having a day, man. Like, it, I even I texted G yesterday, and uh, I was kind of making fun of him. I'm like, yo, maybe if uh, – at the at the post game conferences, he didn't look like a dead rapper's mother every time. You know, he might. Have just had you guys ever see that with the big hats and the scarves? I'm like, bro, why are you trying to dress like a Fini Shakur, man? It's ridiculous. I mean, come on, Cam. I mean, it's his style, man. I'm not gonna knock. A, I'm not gonna knock a person's style. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody got their own. You know, you you got to think, man. Back in the '70s, and it's, and 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 you know, cats was wearing the bell bottom pants and the big hats and the fish shoes. So cats used to. I mean, it's a fashion thing. You know what I'm saying? I, I have a theory, though, Breezy. I really have a theory about uh, quarterbacks, and I really feel like that if you're gonna take that position, you really gotta be the least attention wanting dude in the world in order to be fully focused in the game. I feel like that's what happened to Colin Kaepernick was he had he was playing his A game for like two straight years and he got all caught like, you know, caught up in the hype with ESPN magazine and whatever whatever magazine cover he was gonna be on and had a really bad season. And fortunately now we don't see him no more. But 
I, I think you really got to have your head in the game for all that. It's it's it may, I could be wrong. Maybe that's just a style thing or whatever, like you said. But I don't know, man. That's that's too loud for me. I hear you. It's all preference, man. And and I, I like Cam though. I, yeah, I, I think his head is pretty much in the game. He just had a couple of bad games, you know, they're coming off of the COVID stuff or whatever, or whatnot. They just can't figure it out. But you know, for us, for 49ers fans, it was great to go to New England, bust them in the mouth, and guess where we're going? We're headed to Seattle next week. And the one thing I do like about the 49ers is they they definitely travel well and they play well on the road. Ladies and gentlemen, gonna bring in the doctor himself. Well, I call him the doctor because he has a PhD in 49ers. Mr. Tony, baby, what's going on? What's up, guys? What's going on? He wasn't expecting me to bring him out like that when I called him the doctor. I'm like, whoa, there's somebody else on this show? I don't know about injuries. Nah, bro, you got the PhD doctor degree, famo. What's good, man? How you doing, baby? Good, yourself? How's everyone doing tonight? We doing good, man. Pretty good. Hey, we won, so... Victories are always good. Well, Tony, what we're going to do is we're going to start with the first segment, man. We're going to get right into the nitty gritty injury report because for some reason the 49ers just can't escape the IR, right? They can't escape the injury report. Something is always going down with the 49ers. The three people I have on my list, I'm going to mention them. And Tony and, and, and Darko and G, if you guys got any insight on them, let's talk about these three guys. We got Richie James. He left with an ankle injury. Jeff Wilson Jr. also left with an ankle injury. And Debo Samuel with a hammy injury. Let's talk about these real quick. Let me just say, uh, man, I felt so bad, not just as a Niners fan and, and wanting him to be effective for us, especially next week. Jeff Wilson was having the game of his life yesterday. And you could see he was visibly upset leaving the field. Not even just about the injury, just about the fact that that shortened. A, I mean, how many yards do you think he would have got if he got to stay in? You know what I mean? Uh, losing Debo, <laughs> these guys we need next week. Okay, I'm, I'm going to throw this in there. Seattle lost last night, and I'm going to tell you guys right now, I didn't want them to lose for two reasons. One. I don't want to be alone at the bottom of the West right now. I really don't. I don't think we should be. Two, Seattle's not the kind of team that's going to go and lose two in a row, especially at home. I'm not saying it's not going to be done, but it just got harder. So we needed those guys, man. We needed all these guys, but, you know, come on, man. What the Breezy, that conspiracy is coming to fruition for you, bro. We're not going to break the conspiracy down on this show, bro. I definitely think there's something that with the injuries to the 49ers, you know, for a team to have this amount of injuries, something, something, something's different. But Tony, uh, talk about Richie James injury, man. I heard he's going to be day to day. Yeah. Um, he, some with the ankle, I, I think on a pump return, a kick return, I'm sorry, on special teams. And, um, I, it was a quick one. I, I didn't see it at first, but when I rewatched the game, then I saw it, but I'm, that's not the one I'm worried about. My main concern is Debo. Okay. Debo being out for, I think they said two to three weeks. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, I thought he tore his ACL. When I saw him grab the back of his leg like that, and then he just took his helmet off and dropped it, I was like, no good. It's so weird, man. No so good. Weird. But it, it, like the reason why I'm kind of like worried about Debo is um, hamstrings could be a pain in the ass. Like... You know, you think you feel good, you go out and boom, it reactivates. 
But that's not my main issue. My main issue is finally this offense got into a rhythm. The offensive line is in a rhythm. Kyle got into a play calling rhythm. And everything was hit, about to start hitting that stride. And then we have another injury. Jeff Wilson Jr., monster game. What happens? He has an injury. So every time when this team's about to take that step and say, all right, listen, we're back. Now let's just go forward. Someone gets hurt. And it, it, it's so damn frustrating because you got a glimpse of this, what this offense could be with everybody healthy. And finally, finally, the offensive line is on the same page. Yeah. Someone put a stat up according to PFF. Like, I'm not a big PFF guy, but they did the first four or five games. And then they did, I think it was the first four. And then they did the last three. And they went from like bottom of the basement to first, second, third, fourth, fifth, like up there. So finally, the communication's on page, and now they lose somebody. They lose two people. They lose their running back, and they lose Debo. So it's just so damn frustrating. I understand. And here's the good news, guys. The good news is the offensive line is playing great. That's that. Let's just say the offensive line is playing great. Shout out to our our center, uh, Haranis Rasu. Who's coming to the game Who has definitely Uplifted this offense And this is not a shot To Ben Garland But we all know Ben Garland Isn't a natural center But he did play The center position But shout out to Grasso Who's coming this game And you've heard The offensive line Talk about how well The communication Is going now How well That they're communicating And it started With the center So that's the good news The bad news is We might be out We, we, we will be without Debo For the next Two to three weeks Richie James is day-to-day, and uh, G-Money, this one's for you. I heard Jeff Wilson Jr. is headed to the IR. Um, I mean, with Mostert and Coleman and all those guys down, that one hurts because he's the type of running back that we need to go play Seattle. You know, he's the type of guy that can pound the ball. He'll get you yards but every time he touches it. Um so that, that was a tough one. And, and knowing that he just came back when it was like a calf injury or something, you know, and it's like Donnie said, you could see it in, in his face, man. That guy was devastated because there's guy, guys like him. This was his shot to show either the Niners or other teams that the dude can play. He could run the rock, um, you know, so it's like that. That's a hard one. And then now I don't just – with Richie James, I, I think we can live without that one right now. I mean, it basically, all he's done for us is, is return kicks, and and that one doesn't hurt his back, Debo, man. But, yeah, like, it's like he was just saying that like our offense is just starting to click, and and when Debo's on, our offense is on. You know, yeah. that dude, he can catch the ball over the middle. He can, you know. He could run a jet sweep. He's lining up in the backfield as a running back last I formation. You know, right? That guy is so versatile. And it's like, yeah, Amuk has the same type of skill set as Debo, but I just don't. He's not as hard of a runner as him. Like, dude, Debo will lower his shoulder and take out a linebacker, you know? And that's the type of. And then when, you're, when, when your teammates see that, it like boosts their morale a little bit. It's like, dude, if that if that dude's gonna go out there, lower his shoulder, and take a hit like that, you know, it, it's our turn to do something. Um, but I, I think safeties can be that diamond in the rough. I, I really do, dude. That guy is so quick, and McKinnon to me has looked slow all year long. I don't know what's going on with him. He just does not hit that hole hard. 
You know, it like he just doesn't he doesn't have that quickness. You know, he, his nickname shouldn't be Jet no more. I don't know. <laughs> you know, let's let's go back real quick to uh to Jeff to Jeff Wilson. I wanted to kind of bring this up, um, Breezy. I know you probably know the uh, yards per carry stat, right? Yeah, he also, broke a, he also broke a Roger Craig record yesterday. Okay. If I heard right. Um, I'm trying to find out what that is right now. But, uh, yeah, so what you, to, to the first thing, to your first point, G, like, yes, we needed a guy like Wilson um, against Seattle. Um, and, Melissa, I hear what you're saying. Yes, the, the, the Patriots weren't supposed to lose three in a row, but we're talking about the Seahawks, not the Patriots yeah. here. Okay, the Seahawks are brutal. Russell Wilson is a machine. I said this last night. We needed somebody like Jeff Wilson Jr. to 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 play against the Seahawks. It's we need that power uh, running back. And yes, I'm with you on Hasty, but he's an outside guy. He's quick. I I call him the road runner. If you look at his feet, you can't see him. You just see a blur. But uh, I don't know, man. We need somebody to pound that defense. I want to see. I want to see Seattle's defense looking like they did last night at the end of uh, at the end of the Arizona game. They were looking wrecked, dude. They were gassed. <laughs> Seattle's defense. They struggle against the run, guys. And um, I, I'm, I'm, I hate when people keep saying that Hasty is a Marshawn Lynch comparison. That's like the worst comparison ever. Like, what? I, 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 would give, I would give Hasty more the Alvin Kamara type comparison. I'm talking about a guy who catch the ball out of the backfield, a guy who can also, you know, get skinny right up the middle. I know Donnie said he likes to get outside. I mean, I think every running back on this team wants to get to the zone and get outside. But listen, that dude, he took some balls, some some runs up the middle and they all laid a boom. Like, you know, I know you talked about wide receivers. Uh-uh. Brandon and I, you laid a boom too. They, they look for contact. I, I love, I love the physicality. I love the new physicality feature that the 49ers are trying to present to the NFL. Like, you have to be physical with us, and you have to stop us from getting this yak. Because that's what they're all about, bro. It doesn't matter who the player is. And I agree with G. The Jet has lost some Jet. But here's the thing. The Jet, you know, I'm not throwing the Jet under the bus. Because the first couple of games, when we needed him, he was on point. Now, see, this is where my conspiracy comes in. Because sometimes I say, yo, why they not using this guy? But they use it's all for setup for like four weeks from now. Like Kyle is planning a game for the next three weeks ahead. And Tony, tell me if I'm wrong. But he's always looking ahead to give somebody, you know, not the advantage. You know what I'm saying? And that's the Kyle Shanahan thing. So and it's the way he scripts his offense. Like if you know what you see in games, like one play sets up another. Like I don't know if I, I no, I wasn't on last week's show. Was at work, but if you take it back to that fourth and one versus the uh, Eagles, the Eagles was it the Eagles where they ran a draw out of the shotgun on fourth and one, and everyone was like, "Wow, what is he doing?" I was I was one of them. I threw something. I was like so pissed. So they lose the game. It's all worse. Versus the Rams, they showed in the previous week at fourth and one they like to run out of the shotgun. Yeah. Guess what happened? The fake was there, and then there goes George Kittle for a touchdown. So Kyle's theory is he's going to show this, and then either later in the game or the following week, that's going to turn into something else. Exactly. So it, it, it's kind of like 
You know what I'm saying? Like he even did the same thing on a fourth down. He did that on a fourth down. So he said, you know what? Everyone thinks I'm going to run this ball. Yeah. Okay. There goes Kittle on a quick slant for like 60 something, uh, 50 something yards and a touchdown. So Kyle is like a genius when it comes to stuff like this. And I got to be honest with you. We talked about this in the beginning of the year. We talked about it a lot last year, how he tends to get cute. He's not getting cute no more. His theory is like, all right, I'm going to start doing this. People are going to see this on film, and then next week I'm going to hit him with this. So they're going to show this and then hit you with this. So it, it, it's like it, you have to give him credit, and you really have to give this team credit with all these injuries, and he's still doing this. Mm-hmm. I can't even tell you, and I've been watching football a very long time. I can't even tell you the last time that the Patriots got embarrassed like that at home. I can't. It's been a few years, yeah. It's been it, a hasn't, it hasn't been ever. <laughs> like they don't, they don't get beat. Thousand I read today. Two thousand. Yeah, they don't get. That is like like that, that's like a, like a, a record. What, what the what Kyle Shanahan did with that team with those injuries, as depleted as that roster is, what he did yesterday, Bill Belichick has never been embarrassed like that. I understand Tom Brady's not there. They have Cam Newton. It is what it is. But still, Belichick is known to be a, de- a genius and we have the ability to adjust on the fly, in-game, make corrections, and start taking people away from the opposing the opponent's offense. But, Coach, we're getting the answer. Remember last year the question was, um, is Bill Belichick Bill Belichick without Tom Brady? Is Tom Brady Tom Brady, uh, Brady without Bill Belichick? I think we're getting the answer to that question right now. It's it's look at Tom Brady. Look at the game he had yesterday. Come on. But, but here's the thing, yeah. Gar. But I mean, uh, no showing. So Cam Newton was trash. I, I can't even say what Cam Newton was. But, the Patriots were here, trash yesterday. Here's the thing, guys, and and we're gonna always have this kind of like chicken egg thing theory, whatever, with the Brady Belichick. Here's the thing. Listen. Bill Belichick failed Tom Brady. I'm just going to call it like it is. I'm going to get down to the nitty-gritty. He failed him. What do I mean by failing? He did not provide Tom Brady with any weapons. That's number one. Number two, he said, hey, Tom, how about taking a pay cut? Tom was like, man, yeah, right, cool. But he did. He, he did what? He did take pay cut for like no, 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 no. Yeah, win. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about going into the next season, like to be oh, re-signed oh, as a free oh, agent. Oh. Tom Brady was like, dude, you did me dirty. They they brought in Antonio Brown. Whatever happened, happened. Tom didn't like it. And now look what's happening. So playing with them in Tampa. Sometimes, sometimes Bill Belichick, sometimes coaches, and sometimes we see it with Kyle, they get a little ego. And they don't want to be, they don't want their egos challenged. And I get it. It's a it's a it's a man egotistical type thing, a male thing, a male. And whatever it's it's what we do, right? And and I think that's what he was doing. And Tom Brady was just like, you know what, dude? I'm too old for this. And he was out. And that's what happened. Now Tom Brady is doing better in Tampa. They have surrounded him with things that help to help him keep his game going because they they trying to get to a Super Bowl, but they're gonna have to get through us. All right. So <laughs> um, we just brought to you we just brought you guys the injury report. Let's talk a little bit of news, man. Let's break some things down. Listen, the 49ers released a couple of players, all right? They released Alex Barrett, defensive end, and they released, what is his name, Parnell Motley, DB. Well, they just picked up. That they just picked up, who n- didn't even pass the COVID test or whatnot, or get on no, to the roster. Did. He did. 
All right, so he didn't even make it to the roster, right? He didn't make it to a game is what I'm trying to say. He was inactive yesterday. What are your thoughts about these two players being released? I was kind of shocked, to be honest with you, with Motley, because they put him right off of uh, Tampa's practice squad. And I know Eric Crocker was very high on this kid. He, he put videos on him. And from what Crocker said and watching the videos, you put two and two together and you see what he's talking about. He is somewhat of a talented player. Um, but they moved on from Barrett. I don't care about because I, I watched Barrett in several pass rush opportunities yesterday versus the Rams, and it, it, there's zero there. It, there's nothing there. He's a body that had to fill a, a rotational spot. But um, the Motley one was really odd. So now if I'm reading this correctly, I think our roster is down to 50 right now. I think it's down to 52. Not 50. 52, but 50 as oh. also. <laughs> so now you got to add one for Reed, Jordan Reed, uh, not Jordan Reed, Jordan uh, Willis. The I tra- wish Jordan Reed was coming back. The Shoot. trade that we got uh, from the Jets, mm-hmm. he's going to come in. So that's 51. And there's he's going to fill Alex Barrett's spot. Correct. And now there's two more slots open. So that means one of two things. I think Kwan Williams is coming back. Mm-hmm. And then I think if they're smart, I would keep Taylor as an additional corner on this secondary due to the fact of facing two, three potential high-volume passing offenses. Seattle, Green Bay, the Saints. You can never have enough corners. So I would like to see Taylor still stay on the roster. I know it was Cam Newton throwing the ball yesterday, but he still came up with two big plays, two interceptions, and um, they, they challenged him. They went right at him, and he, he, he rose to the occasion. Um, the third, the final spot, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't think they're going to take a running back from anybody. I think they're going to go into this week with Hasty, McKinnon, and if anything, they'll bring up Walter. But there's rumor that Coleman's going to start getting to uh, the uh, opening of the window to come back from practice. I think he's definitely not going to be ready this week, though, I don't think. Well, I think the window is open for him to come back to practice. I believe this is the window week for him uh, being mm-hmm. on the IR, at least the three-week IR, right? Um, so I'm with you, Tony. I don't think he plays this week. Um, but I do think he does come back. And this is a reason why these roster spots are kind of like finicky, right? 49ers have probably had 51 guys on their roster spot all season long. There's, no, there's always that one extra spot that they just kind of leave open. And they're just playing a game of like musical chairs, right? They're not expecting injuries or hoping injuries happen or whatever. But they, they keep them open for things to happen so that they can shift around. Um, so that's pretty much what that is all about, guys. Niners first drive. We are going to break down the first offensive drive of every game every week. And we're going to talk about it. So some some weeks it might be good and some weeks it might be I just I want to say thanks, bro, for uh, making sure you took off the license plates on my Monday and Tuesday cars. That was, that was... So do you have a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday car too? Oh, yeah, I go into the trucks on those days. Oh, yeah, the big boy trucks. You know what I'm saying? Foreign wheels, American trucks. I'm with you, baby. So, listen, let's talk about this first drive, all right? So, I'm going to talk. I'm going to break down some of these plays for you. First and 10, 49ers get the ball at day 25. Jeff Wilson, right tackle to San Francisco's 28, three yards. So, he started the game with a three-yard run, right, over the right side of the game. Um, Second and seven. Jeff Wilson over the left guard for four yards. So this is the ground and pound stuff that you like because now it's setting up a third and two. And someone tell us why it's better to be in these third and short situations because we're going to get to one. 
I might not be on this drive, but we're going to get to a situation that happened in this game. Why is it important to be on that third and two situation, the third and short situation? What is it set up? Oh, I, don't wanna, I don't want to hog the show. <laughs> no, you're, you're good. You're good. All right. So basically, the better, the easier it is when you have less yards. So now, like, you can truly run play action. You could either run the ball, run play action. You can go spread and sit in the shotgun. Um, there's less. You don't need to dial up a longer play, which, you know, I'm not going to get into this controversy and talk about this because everyone on Twitter and all this was getting crazy. But Jimmy struggles with a long ball. Um my thing is, Kyle loves the third and two because he sits there and just absolutely like drools and like he's like, this is it. It's like a guy who loves steak with a big fat steak in front of him. His mouth is warm. This is where Kyle makes his money because you don't know what he's going to do. You don't. He can come out in I formation, show a heavy run with, with two tight end set and show a heavy run. And next thing you know, there's a play fake and someone's scraping down that, like just a quick out on the side and boom, dumped it off. Or the jet sweep, where they run the, the double jet sweep, the orbit motion, or and he's so creative in this situation, and he's very—I'm I, I, not going to say he's very successful, but if I had a guess, watching all the games since he's been here, he has a very high success rate when it's under third and five. Damn, yeah. because of his creativity. Yeah. Now, I—if I, I think—are you talking about the first quarter with eleven fifty on the clock? We—we we not gonna get there yet. Let's okay. just finish this first drive because I am exact. I'm talking exactly about that play, okay. which is what we—I definitely want to bring that up. Yeah. Um, so now we're, this is our first third down. First third down. First third down is third and three at the San Francisco thirty-two. Jimmy Garoppolo scrambled with left guard to San Francisco thirty-six for four yards for a first down. Jimmy ran the ball for a first down. I don't know about you, but I was super excited to see Jimmy run. What about you? Yeah, he was. I think he was excited to see himself run like that. I mean, he was pumped when he got up. Listen, like, let's go. <laughs> and that's what we need from our leader. I'm not talking about him running the ball, but him knowing when to pull the ball down, says, uh-uh-uh-uh-uh, coverage, 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 open lane, let me get this first down, keep this drive going. That's what Jimmy G did. First third down. First, first third down we converted i want to say this there were no other third downs on this first drive let me continue first and 10 at the 36 jimmy garoppolo passes short to middle george kittle san francisco 43 for seven yards so now jimmy is starting to chomp up this field well yeah tell me tell me if i'm getting it mixed up because i got a terrible memory when it comes to this especially going over all the games after one after another there was a hitch to uh no not on this drive there was a hitch to Ayuk. yeah i touched the ball on the first drive okay yeah i didn't okay so if that's a point you want to bring up we definitely can well, what tony was saying i mean yeah that's where jimmy excels and that's where uh you know uh, sometimes kendrick born it's a hit and miss you never know um Let's get this out the way first before we get into all that. Yeah, let's, Nick let's, says, my man Nick from Nothing But Niners. What's good, baby? Hope all is well, man. Definitely keeping you in my prayers. Uh, I'm surprised Cyprian was reverted back to the practice squad. After the hit, Cyprian was laying. I don't understand. I, I just don't get it. Now, he didn't see any of the defensive snaps. Am I right, Tony? Did I miss anything, guys? Did I miss anything, G-Money? I don't remember seeing him on the defense, but I remember him playing special teams. 
He, I, I, he might have gotten on a one, one or two snaps. I, I remember seeing someone flying around. It could have been Marcel Harris. But right. 36 it could have been to him as well. Isn't it but, crazy they have the same stature, though? Like yeah, Harris, they're very, very they, similar. They have the same very back similar. body build, right? Now, sometimes you can see Harris dreads, and I don't think Cyprian has dreads. So, you know, you can tell by their hair. And, and then if you get to the number, you'd be like, oh, that's whatever. Because on the special teams, when I saw that hit and we saw uh, Akella Witherspoon on the hit as well, I thought it was I thought it was Harris. But I forgot Harris was starting, but it was Cyprian. And that's when I was like, oh, this boy is laying the boom. He's trying to get his opportunity. All right, listen, let's keep this moving, guys. Uh, where do we go? Where do we go? Where do we go? Second and three, Jimmy Garoppolo passes short to Debo Samuels for 23 yards, guys. That was a big chunk of play. First and 10 at the New England 34. Shotgun. I know we don't like to see him in shotgun, but this is what we do. <laughs> right? Shotgun play. Jimmy Garoppolo passes short right to George Kittle to the New England 19 for 15 yards. Guys, we're not seeing the long ball from Jimmy, but we're seeing him chomp up the D. Pause. Second and eight. At the New England 7 Oh, excuse me First and uh, 10 At the New England 19 Jeff Wilson For two yards We're back to that Ground and pound Right Second and 8 At the New England 17 Jimmy Garoppolo Passes short right To Debo Samuel To the four, to the New England Three yard line For 14 yards We are first and goal At the New England 3 First and goal Who wants to introduce the play Who got it Who got it who got this play? First and goal. I'm too immature for all these uh, pause comments, man. Hey, man, I'm mature too, but, you know, I hang I hang around too many immature fellers. Yeah, so me. I'm, I'm just going to say pause. I'm, I'm just going to say. I'm too immature for all that, man. I can't do it. Go ahead. I knew Cyprian had dreads. That's why I couldn't tell the difference. Symmetry, I couldn't tell who it was until I saw that, that up second even number. What happened first to go up to New England three? Come on, guys. Let's go. It was, it was the handoff to, to Jeff Wilson Jr., right? Yeah. To Jeff Wilson. And then and then it, it took a little bit for him to review. Is that the one where, like, he went down low and he fell on top of the guy, right? Yes. Kind of yeah. It was a touchdown. Then they had to review it, and we had to wait like hey, that. But the best part about that, that touchdown there was the stat that they threw up. That was the first opening drive touchdown at home that's been scored on New England and I forget how many years yes. 2008 or 7 or dude that's a <laughs> and we the ball seven, if I'm not mistaken. nothing I mean I don't think we had any negative plays on that drive no we didn't and that's my point because we're going to get to that Tony, we're, we're starting to trend with that first drive thing because last week our first drive was flawless too it was and here's the thing you know we're going to we're going to continue with that particular segment and there might be a time where on the first drive we don't score. <laughs> but I'm going to keep up this trend, guys. We're going to keep up this trend. Hey, Tony, can you take me to that play? Because that's what I want to get into next. Before we get into some of the stats on this game, there was a couple of problems. And I want to talk about, about a few of the problems. And my major concern, and everybody could go around the room, my major concern were penalties. I'm not going to specify a play, but I'm just going to say penalties. And anyone else, what was your major concern? Donnie, what was your major concern? G, and then Tony, what was your major concern? I texted you yesterday about that, so I'm going to leave the penalties alone. One guy in particular that shouldn't be. But uh, I will say... Nah, that was my main focus, was the damn penalties, man. I really... I mean, we were looking good. I mean... 
I know I had more to speak on about this, but come on, man. There was, was there, there was no penalties on the opening drive, right? There were no, no. penalties on the opening no, drive. No, no penalties, no negative plays, oh. I don't think. I'm moving on from opening drive, and I'm just talking but, about But penalties have killed us all year, you know? We'll get momentum going, we'll start moving, start moving, and then you got people just doing boneheaded shit, we, man. It's like, why it are you we did look a little better in the red zone yesterday. I'll say oh, that. Sure. Um, but there are still times, even though the offense played pretty decent yesterday, there are still times where they're letting guys bite it. It just shouldn't be happening. Um, should I say his name? Should I drop his name? This is that show. Hey, I'm going to do it. McGlinchey, step your game up, bro. I'm not saying he had a full-on bad game, but there are bonehead plays that this dude makes sometimes. It's like, what are you doing, man? The whole reason Jimmy got sacked yesterday was because of him. Okay. Like, and it, and it seems like to me he's lost a lot of weight. He looks way thinner. He lost a lot. He said he only lost five pounds. Yeah, he's he lost bullshit. He lost a lot of weight. He's on a and crazy lean back. 350-pound lineman pushing you back. You know, that just doesn't make sense. I think it's I like think he, that it's happened. like he retired like Joe Staley and then freaking lost 67. <laughs> I think that has a lot to do with it. I think his, I think his weight not being where it he is, can't can, anchor. He cannot if he gets, anchor. If they go to his chest and try to bull rush him, he cannot he anchor. He's, he's too light. I do have one more problem though, um, because we as fans, I feel you know that's why we say we when we talk about the Niners, man. Um, our fans, bro. I'm gonna throw a flag on the fans right now, man. It, it don't matter how good we do. I was still seeing the most hateful comments yesterday. Y'all just enjoy the damn win. Come on. So, Donnie, you have a problem with the fans. Talk your stuff, baby. That's what I'm talking about. We beat Belichick yesterday, okay? That's not an easy feat. Melissa, I'm with you when it comes to, you know, which, but the Seahawks are a whole different animal. The Patriots aren't the same team anymore. But I'm not sitting here saying we can't beat Seattle. We can beat Seattle. Jimmy G, I loved it because I was watching uh, the comments a little bit yesterday on uh, Nothing But Niners, and there was a dude that was like, you know, what the F, man? Jimmy can't throw deep. Jimmy can't throw deep. 20 seconds after that comment was posted, Jimmy goes deep to IU. It's like 42 yards. And then me and he both got on there like, shut up, man, sit down. Well, and, and, that, and that's my thing, too. It's like, I don't know what it is, dude. Like, because back in the day, like when I was a kid, it seemed like we had the, one of the best fan bases in the freaking whole world. And I don't know if this time around of winning, it's people's egos or something are getting in the way. What dude, our fans lost their mind. It's like, it's like what Donnie just said. It was, uh, um, oh, Jimmy can't throw deep. Oh, Jimmy can dunk. It's like, Dude, let's worry about throwing deep when somebody can stop our offense. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when I, they can stop the jet sweep, when they can stop the freaking little outs to Kittle or the or the swing passes to Debo, when they can stop that, then we'll talk about throwing deep. Why try to fix something that isn't broken, you know? And it's like, you can't even enjoy a win. Like, after yesterday, yeah, there's some negative things. That I couldn't. You couldn't get me to say one negative thing about yesterday's game. Like, dude, we went into freaking Foxborough and beat the living shit out of the Patriots and Bill Belichick. That does not happen. The last time it happened like that was 2000, his very first year as the Patriots coach. Think about that for a second, you know? Like, the fans are just so ungrateful. It's crazy. 
Like, it's we, just crazy. But I we, do agree that, that Shanahan me a little bit. He needs to let him throw it down the field. We've got yeah, to okay, G, G, this is my point to all that. This is my point to all that, okay? You guys want to complain about Jimmy not going deep. The reason why Tom Brady can go deep consistently is because that's what they expect him to do. That's what the playbook calls for. You can't expect a quarterback to be 100% accurate deep when you're a run-first offense. But somehow he manages to do it when he needs to. So really, what is your problem with Jimmy? I like Not you. I'm talking about the fans. And to answer what you were saying, what happened to our fans, I'm telling you, and I'm saying it here on the show, bro, this is what happened. Google happened. Google moved into the Bay Area. All these tech companies moved into the Bay Area. Therefore, all these beta male tech nerds moved in, never never played a, a day of football in their life, never watched a game of football in their life. They decided that maybe becoming a football fan would help them get laid or something. So they come in and they talk all this stuff. They don't know a damn thing about it. It's hard. It's it's, it's it's a rough thing being a football fan when there are football fans that have no idea what football is about. The rules, how to play the game, nothing. That's the problem right there. I mean, I, we're laughing and I'm joking about it, but come on, man. That's that's really what it is. Yeah, man. I, look, fans, guys, we just got to be better. I'm going to say we because I'm going to be a fan with you. We got to be better. But uh, that's what, I'm going to leave it at that. The problem is with the whole Jimmy thing is someone sent a contribution and asked a question yesterday on the Nothing But Niners show. Right. Is Jimmy holding, is is Jimmy Garoppolo holding back Kyle's Shannon. offense? Right. And that's how this whole thing sparked. Okay. I said my piece on there. Um, I don't want to get into it on here because, you know, this isn't, we're, we're not talking about that right now. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I will say this. I don't think Kyle 100% trusts him to go deep. I mean, it's it's clear and evident. And because of that, I do think he is holding Kyle's offense back to a point. See, I don't think he's holding Kyle's offense back. I can agree with you and say that he doesn't trust him to go deep. I can agree with you. Mm. But that's not holding Kyle's offense back. That's not holding Kyle's offense back at all. I think Kyle having the deep pla- uh, the deep balls, having the deep play options in his offense, I think is a bonus for any coach, right? You want to be able to throw the ball, take the top off the defense, or whatever, whatever, whatnot. I think the way that this offense is set up, you know, is to run, 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 play action, get the guy open. You don't want to just throw it deep in the double coverage or whatnot. Next thing you know, the ball's a little bit off, the pass is a little bit off, then it's a pick six or a pick or or whatever like that, which Jimmy did throw two interceptions yesterday. But, yeah, but one of them didn't count. I mean, they, they didn't count. The one that did, that the first one was concerning. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah ball, it, it, it was concerning. He. I don't know. Someone said possible wind. I, I was looking at it. I just kept watching it and watching it. The trajectory on that ball just stood straight. See, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I think we lost it. Yeah. I mean, we lost a little yeah, bit. I haven't gone back to watch it yet, but I'm going to stick to my guns and say he had pressure in his face. Thank and, you. And I think with the pressure in his face, it forced the traje- trajectory of the ball to go up. If it didn't, Tony, if it didn't, I could be wrong. If watch it. Didn't, that ball would have been tipped. But I'm gonna watch it. I know you. I, I know you broke that down because we, we were, we were bothered with. Tony was so mad about that junk last night on the show. He just went to go eat. <laughs> yeah, yo, yo, I'm gonna say this though. Uh, he said I'm out. To play on what 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 Tone was saying, um, 
Do you guys know who had who led the league last year in the most passes for 20 yards or more? I'm just gonna say it was Jimmy G. You damn right it was Jimmy G. So well, he's the most efficient quarterback too on third down. Yeah, we could we could go through this all day. You already but know. It's like what Kurt said. Like I I like he said I um he about Jimmy G holding back Kyle Shanahan. I agree with that, but I also agree I'm gonna flip it and feel that you know Shanahan is holding Jimmy G back because if Jimmy G make like yesterday when he threw that first interception. You could see the play calling was totally different. Exactly. And, I mean, once Jimmy G makes a mistake, the the whole game plan is totally different. Okay, you, hold on. It's, it's more get sweeps, the the um the the I don't know the outside passes, little short outs. There's no there's no deep ball because he know because I mean let's be honest, man. Like I I think Jimmy G is a good quarterback, but at the same time. He has made some pretty freaking head scratching interceptions. You know what I mean? Where he just throws up a duck, like where he's thrown that to. But then there's time for the time. He has the potential to be good, but Shanahan needs to get past the holding him back because he's too conservative because he doesn't want him to make another mistake. If you want this guy to be good, you've got to allow him to make mistakes like that and open your playbook up a little more. I mean, that, that's the way I feel about sounds, it. Sounds like day. something I said on the I show. Agree, right. I agree 100%. And, and I, I'm not even... Let, let's just move on to the next segment, man. I'm, I could go on this for days. You guys already know. Cool. I, Tony, you I, want I, to add them? No, I do agree on all, all, all levels, man. Like, yes. Um, well, since we're talking about this, I'm going to go ahead and say it because I'm going to get down to the nitty-gritty. Listen, since we don't hold people accountable for stuff on this show, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Listen, George Kittle, I love you. You get paid the most money, but you can't hold, bro. You held on the play prior to Jimmy G's interception, which forced yeah. Kyle Shanahan to call a third and long play. Let me back this up so I can yell like I normally do since y'all kind of scared it. Y'all little scaredy cats ain't y'all scared to talk about George Kittle on the show. I'm not going I'm not scared. He get paid too much money for me to not talk about George Kittle. Listen, he held on a play where deep and here goes the play. You ready? Is this the play? No, that's not. That's a different play. But he held on a play. I wanted to say it was the Debo Samuel play for the first down. I, I want to say it was when Debo lined up in the backfield on he the did. third. Was it that play, Tony? The guy was already past him. Like, he didn't even need to hold. It was crazy. I, I, think he, I think it was a tic-tac-y call, but the yeah. fact that they called it, you know, you got to be careful getting your arms around the linemen because they're going to call the hold yeah. every single time. It went from third and three and a first down to mm-hmm. third and 12 and an interception to the Patriots. That's what happened. And people don't want to hold him accountable for his mistakes, but we can thrash Jimmy G for making a bonehead interception. We can thrash Trent Williams for holding, or we can blast Mike McGlinchey because he gets knocked on his pooty tootie every single game. Like, we can we can blast these guys, right? We can thrash our coaches for calling conservative plays, but we don't hold some of the great players up accountable. I will say this. If you're, yo, if you're, uh, I don't care. My expectations are to play great. And I know there's going to be penalties, but you got to go out there and put your A-plus game on each and every time. I know people are not going to like me for talking about George Kittle. I don't give a, I don't care. And and that's my point. These guys are too good of a professionals to be, I'm, look. Kittle, if he doesn't get that, if he doesn't get that hold, that's a first down to Debo Samuel, 
who lined up in the backfield in the I formation, something we've never seen, which means Kyle will come back to that week 25 down the line. Like, he's going to come back to it when, when no one is thinking about it. And that's what Kyle Shanahan does. All right, now we can move on. I wish you knew what I was going to talk about. Hey, one more, one more thing. Hey, at the end of the day, this is what I truly believe. Kyle Shanahan needs to open it up and needs to put the ball in Jimmy's hand more and trust him. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Then we go, then we go a different route and try to find a different QB that can run the, run the system that, at the end of the day. I mean, come on, because there's going to be a team that we face that's going to be able to stop the jet sweep, that's going to be able to stop the swing passes, that's going to be able to stop our dink and dunk. So when is the time that Shanahan is going to say, you know what? I, I, I got to see what he can do. I go, but, we but we've seen it, G. We've seen it. But not really, though. Not but really. But we, we have. have. You can't uh, say that we haven't. You can't say that we haven't seen it when he goes down to New Orleans and he puts up 40 burgers. Like, you can't say it. And, yeah, no, I and, agree. I and, agree. But wait, hear me out. And yeah. we were trailing that game the majority of the time. It was it was back and forth. So he had no choice but to let Jimmy just rip the ball. Whatever mistakes happened, yeah. happened. But he yeah. let him do it. So we can't say we haven't seen it. We might not see it consistently, but we've seen it. Which means that I agree Kyle yes. needs to allow him to do it more. But there's yeah. something about Kyle and this ego. I'm telling you. I, 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 it's something about that. It's 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 a weird situation. I don't think it's his ego. I mean, I don't I don't think it's his ego. Listen, we need to do a show just about this topic because this could go on for hours. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. There's differences on every. This offense is different than every other offense that he and ran. The yeah, all, all other teams he's been on. Yeah, it's okay. Um, damn, I forgot my train of thought. We could have this show for talk for hours. I'm trying to yeah, it was, someone said something before that. I stubbed uh, up uh, <laughs> about letting them open it up or letting them open up the play. But oh, I said that. Um, what did I say? Oh, how we saw him rip up New Orleans. Like he had to yeah. go out there and okay. gunsling it. That the problem is, it's not as consistent as Kyle wants it. There's throws where you're yeah. just like, wow, holy shit! Look at that dime, Jimmy. Jimmy woke up. He's got it. And then there's throws where you're like. Mm-hmm. What was that? I got you, bro. But to his now, defense, okay. What Kyle does is Kyle manipulates the defense to make the throws easy for him. So when he was with Atlanta, because that was his last stop, he would do the screens. He would do this, like you know, screen to the back, out of the backfield, go right, go left. Kyle's things, he he attacks one side, attacks the other, and he just keeps moving the defense to keep them like, okay, is it going this way? Is it going this way? Now. When he was with Atlanta, it would be levels. He would go intermediate. He would go intermediate right, intermediate left. He would do a deep shot, like a deep crosser, and then he would go deep. Because now what you're doing is you're by running those deep, those shallow ones, the safeties are going to cheat up. And then once I guess he sees those safeties cheat up, that's when he sends it. That's when he goes. Yeah, that's and he, he goes. Yeah. Julio, he did it with Julio in. Atlanta. He did with Andre Johnson with the Texans. He did with Jackson with the Washington. He did with Josh Gordon with Gabriel in uh, Cleveland. So Kyle's thing now is, oh yeah, that's what it is. Breezy, you said something about him checking his ego, right? I honestly think Kyle did check his ego because he realized he can't run that offense with Jimmy. So what and he did was he okay. brought in guys to get the ball in his hand quick, quick. get their 
quick. Yeah, and let them do their thing, do their strength, and make it easy on Jimmy. So instead of going, you know, intermediate, deep, intermediate, deep, he's going right to left, left. right to left. And then by doing the right to left, the outside linebackers are cheating, and it's opening up the middle of the field. And what is Jimmy's what is Jimmy's strength? That quick snap throw in the middle of the field. Yeah. So that's how he's he checked himself because previously it was Kyle's system and that's what he wanted to run until he realized that's fair, bro. This is what we need to do. Let me get the guys where I get the ball in his hand quick and let them do what they do best. I guess my point is everyone has ego. You know, Absolutely. I have ego. <laughs> we all have egos. But you that's a good point, Tony. <laughs> That's a great point, Tony. Here's the thing, though. You, you know, you know. as much as I love what we have here, I do. I really do. I mean, we didn't have some of those guys you named. We don't have any of those guys you named. We don't have a Gory. We don't have a, 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 a Julio Jones. They're different. And what G was saying was, Kyle, just let him do it. I'd rather him consistently throw interceptions trying to go deep until he gets it right because here's something that we haven't without that jimmy g has not played a lot of football guys like when are we going to say okay this guy hasn't started a while he, you know he, second he, full season he's I mean, been in the league for a little bit but he, he just he's just coming into his age we've watched all these quarterbacks get time matt stafford matt ryan uh aaron Rodgers, uh Payton. our uh, pain's a little different tom brady took like eight years what are we talking about here so can we give him some time i'm not talking yeah. to you you or you i'm talking to you can we well, give I him mean, some time? I, I think i think going to the super bowl last year in the great season that we had kind of ruined it for our fans because now that's all they expect versus actually like what you just said actually really thinking like dude this guy's only this is second full season that's that, that's like saying like freaking you know some rookie quarterback getting drafted last year and he's just supposed to be this freaking all-out stud I, like i agree with that for sure but i also think too that ever since his injury he's been a little different because remember the year he tore his acl we're playing minnesota week one he drops back guys right on him bust through the line he spins out and just hucks this dime to freaking pettis in the corner of the end zone it's like, I don't know. It just some, seems like, I don't know if he's babying that knee still or what the deal is, but he just doesn't, I don't know. Gotcha. I, it, I, 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 but, I, but I love Jimmy G. Like I said earlier, if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna utilize your quarterback, I'm sorry, dude. If you're not letting this guy throw, he's not gonna, you're just gonna, and then you're gonna, you're gonna run a play like, like, come on, man. He, you guys are doing these little, uh, little short hitches, jet sweeps, all that, and, and running, running up the gut. You can't expect to do three quarters in it. Just start throwing dimes. Exactly. You got to start doing that early in the game. Yes, yeah. we throw an interception early, but I think, I mean, the problem with quarterbacks right now, or always, has been that when interceptions are thrown, um. The, the only one that's held accountable is the quarterback. Yep. It always falls on the quarterback. Hey, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Can I show you a still shot right now? And you can show me kicked off of YouTube? Uh, yeah, you can show a still shot. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Excuse my laundry basket. Symmetry. Why are you always bringing gems in? Could you see the TV? Go yeah. closer. If you could zoom in, and it'd be it. better. If, 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 you, if you have the, the ability to zoom. And I get the all 22. We'll walk it up to the TV. 
perfect. There we go. Here's the third and twelve. He's gonna. Yo, listen. I love. I just want to point. I want to point something out to you guys. That was the interception one, right? Interception. There's no pressure. He's no pressure. He's one second about to release that ball. This is his. This is his defender coming at him. If I let this tape, if I let this button go, he punches him and knocks him off his trajectory to go this way. There's no reason why he could not complete that throw. Maybe yeah, the ball slipped out of his hand. He, he, he threw it too quick because the pressure was coming. He, but you see his arm? Quarterback, you got to stay in the pocket and let it rip. Actually, look at the grip of the ball, too, Tony. It looks awkward, right? It looks like. Well, I mean, it's not the best picture. No, 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 no. I'm just saying the way he's holding the ball looks like it's about to come yeah, out like right. a duck. Yeah, like it looks it looks awkward. But that's no, we're not uh yeah, if you push play, I'm probably gonna get kicked. It's probably gonna get flagged. I won't push it off. Well, is there sound? I can mute it. Yeah, mute the sound. And then ladies and gentlemen, the phone lines are open. Listen, we'll take three callers, because I have another podcast I gotta get to. So we're gonna take three callers. You go ahead and text that number, uh, 475-549-7849, and we will definitely get you on the show. You can ask any one of us a question, one of us will answer. We'll make sure we answer it off the air if you want to text and call in or whatnot. If not, we're gonna continue this show and we're gonna wrap this up and we're gonna get to some rumors and we're gonna be out of here for this week's nitty gritty. Ready? I'm gonna let it go. Yep. See, it looked like the pressure. Didn't it look like the pressure came as he was throwing? Heat. The ball was coming out of his hand. Like the ball started trajectory, and that's when the guy flashed in front of him. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe he might have instead of doing the release this way, he might have done it like this way, or he might have went up with it. Because he's used to getting what? He's used to getting his balls tipped. Correct. Now the thing is. There's quarterbacks in the NFL that make that throw. They do. But some quarterbacks make that throw because they throw like a sidearm pass. Like they get it out. You know what I mean? A little bit no. differently. It's because they're not gun shy. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Or or I think, I, I really think Jimmy struggles. I think he sees pressures that aren't there yet. Exactly. I think, I think the more he gets comfortable with his offensive line, that was a super pause in. The more he gets comfortable with his old line, I think we'll see him evolve. You ask Jimmy to make that throw week 10, week 11, that's going to be on the money. On a third and 12. But again, we wouldn't have been in that play if George Kittle didn't kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I got one. Go ahead, keep talking. I got one more view for you. I just wanted to pull that out here. Listen, we're going to give this uh, person a phone call. Uh, I believe it's Melissa. We're going to give her a call. Listen, you'll have two minutes. All right, two minutes. So, Tony, you get your play ready for the next, after we do this caller. Let's go ahead and give her a call right now. Hello. Hey, Melissa, what's going on? I'm good, how are you? Uh Uh-oh, I feel like you're about to yell at me for talking about George Kittle. Ah, go ahead and let me know. No, I yelled at you for your hockey hate. I'm not going to hate on you for being upset with Kittle when he deserves it. Okay. I just had an issue with Mike for that one night because he went off for for like 30 minutes and pissed everybody off when we should have been enjoying our first one in how many weeks? I got you. I got so, Tony's <laughs> I'm a Kittle fan. I will always be a Kittle fan, but I will admit when I'm wrong, and he makes mistakes. And I said that last week on Nitty Gritty. I'll say it now. He made a mistake. 
There's no defending it. Okay. Doesn't mean I won't say that he made a lot of great plays. It is what it is. Here's the thing, right? Everyone makes mistakes. I think I think my issue with the, the Kittle mistake is the fact that no one is talking about it. But we talk about everybody else's mistakes. And I feel like uh, that's not fair. See, then those people do not watch your show, MBM, because that's all y'all been doing. Yeah, we, we make sure we hold everybody accountable. All y'all. No, 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 no. Because it's like every time when Mike's on, if me or mostly it takes a, a toe, I mean, like a toe off a, 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 a slant, a coverage, makes one easy, like, fingernail mistake. He's all over Emmanuel Rosie. And but you know why. Killer does anything wrong. <laughs> a killer gets a pass. That's, it's not the same. It, I, I'm sorry. I love you. I love the NBN crew. You know it. I, I retweet about you guys all the time. But it's not the same. It's like Jerry and the Niners, Niners all day crew. They all say that, oh, we're going to go after Fred. We're going to go after George because they deserve it. But... Y'all will never say one bad word about Kendrick Bourne. And if you do say one thing about Kendrick Bourne, y'all go off on everybody else for like 15 minutes to defend the one anything bad thing you said about Kendrick Bourne. You're right. You're right. So it's not the same. I got you. I I definitely got you. I'm not excusing Kittle. I, I can't reiterate that enough, but it's not the same on any platform. I agree. I agree with you. I do. So the main reason I want to call on is because I made a bunch of tweets and it just seems like if I retweet uh, the Bay Area thingy, that's the only thing that's retweeted. So I just really wanted to call in this week, not to blast anybody, to actually hype up a lot of people. So given needs a lot of love, I don't think he gets any love from anybody. Okay. I think Hyder has been beyond solid. I mean, we all freaked out when Ford's not there and Eric Armstead's not really living up to his contract at some time. And we're all freaking out about Bosa to be gone and Thomas being gone. And these guys, maybe they're not getting the sacks like last year. They're not getting the QB hits that they're getting from last year. But is it really all on the D-line? And is it not all on the refs as well? Because... Anytime they get near a quarterback, there's a penalty. Mm. I, I think that is the most fucked up. I'm sorry, I cursed. But I really do think it's the most messed up thing I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Like, my brother swears to God, because he's a Packer fan, so take it out for what it is. But he swears that nobody likes the matter. And I'm really starting to believe it, because I keep watching every freaking week. All these people get hit, right? Or not hit. And there's just like certain people they'll call the bloody moon for it, And then there are other people they will not do a damn thing for. Like last year, Carson Wentz gets... I, I mean, you cannot slow-mo it enough to say that there wasn't Carson Wentz getting purposely downhill hit on the back of his head by Crowney. That was purposely hitting a guy in the back of his head when he cannot do anything he's on the ground. No penalty, no fine, no nothing. They just call it incidental. But Arizona this week, uh, I mean this year, we start off against Kyler Murray. Guy, Superman's about the dude. He gets penalized. 
There was another play before that. We got penalized for any time Kyler Murray made a run. And I don't care how anyone spins this to me, but to this day, I swear to God, that Arizona game, that's the reason why we were like, so gun-shy to go after any quarterback running. That's why Sam Donald ran on us. That's why uh, Daniel Donald ran on us. Because everybody and their mother is like, we cannot get these big-ass plays called because we went near a quarterback and were hurting quarterbacks for no good reason. Yeah, I hear you. All right, listen, we got to get you off because we got other people that are trying to call in, but we definitely appreciate you for calling every right, week. You are on it. I love you. <laughs> appreciate you. Uh, one more thing. I will eat crow because I was really freaked out about Brett, and I was then really freaked out about Jamar Taylor stepping up. Mm-hmm. And both of them have been showing out this week, and I don't think either one of them is getting any respect from we all slaughtered you CBs. And every single one of them has been stepping up. I agree. The DB's room is doing their job. Thank you so much for calling in, Melissa. We truly appreciate you. Oh, and, and one last thing. Uh, Donnie, a few of us have asked, do you have a Twitter handle so we can add you to our Twitter feeds to promote the show? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, sorry. What, the, what? Donnie went to, to space camp. Reverb. <laughs> My kid turned up the reverb. Um, yeah, it's, it's Donnie Fortino, just my name. D O N N Y. Hey, love what? you, Breezy. Love Tony. Love everybody. So right. we love you too. We'll talk Bye. to you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Mike. She said a wow, lot. Dude. I don't remember the first thing she said, so I'm just gonna I- end on the last thing. Yeah, <laughs> she, she, I, she definitely wanted to talk about the, the, the defensive line and how they've been stepping up with the absences of the, the guys. She needs to just come on the show because the like the phone man, we can't even hear. Oh, you guys got to hear off your TV, right? I have to. Uh, I've tried yeah, to read. She she uh she asked a few questions and I couldn't get um I can't remember them. I should have been writing them down. She was all over the place though. <laughs> yeah, she was she was on point. No, she came on the show. She talked about Mike because Mike likes to talk mm-hmm. about certain he has his he has his favorite players. So for those that don't know Mike, he has his favorite players. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna phone Mike one day and I'm gonna let him come up here and just just rip it up. But guys Oh man, we got him up. We got Man. All right, let's wrap this show up. Let's get into some rumors because <laughs> we got to go. <laughs> Yo, Tony, you want to show us that one play one time? I, was I showed you. Did you guys see it? I was yeah, watching it. That, yeah, you were showing the Jimmy G ball. I got you. There he is. There's the rush. The ball's already out of his hand. So he was not right. Like I said. He seen things before, you know, way too early. Jimmy seeing ghosts. The only thing I can think of is this guy scared him. Don't even try to think about it. That's the only thing, because look at Kittle, look where the ball is, and you can already see, I mean, well, Kittle's head's here, and if I guess he just shot it over. I mean, I, I don't know, but that's that's a money throw. If you're an NFL quarterback making $27 million a year. You have no, you, that, there's no excuse not to hit that. You got to hit that. You got to hit that. I'm sorry. All right, we're going to get to one more call, and we're getting off the air. I promise. All right? Here we go. Hello. Sean, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? What's up, guys? What's up, Tom? Well, it's not nothing much, man. Sean says, what's up, guys? What's what up? up? 
Hey, hey, sorry about hey, sorry about actually calling. That wasn't me. I swear to God, I was. Okay. He hit the button as I was walking. Kanan hit the button. I was I was in your text, and then he hit the button. What's up, Kanan? I'm making that. He's like super baby. Yo, Kanan. Oh, you want to say hi? Hey, Kanan. Ah, he's waving actually at the phone. Wow. He can't see it, but he's waving. It's like Kanan. Yeah, he knows you now. Kanan knows my voice, guys. So for guys that don't know, Kanan. No, he really does. <laughs> don't do it you see Tony laughing. This is so funny. And it all started, guys, on the Nothing But Niners show. And I, I would scream, and it, would used, it used to make Kanan cry. But now Kanan's a grown man, and now he just laughs and stuff when he hears my voice. So it's this pretty cool thing. But Sean, man, why don't you, since you called, why don't you give us your tidbits on yesterday's uh, beatdown? Yeah, you know, I just wanted to say, um, uh, I don't know, I don't know if we, if we give Kyle enough credit for building this offense actually around Jimmy G. You know, like if you look at every receiver that we've taken since Jimmy's come here. Uh, are you still there? Yes, yep. sir. You need your space. Yeah. If you look at every receiver that we've taken to Tim, they've been guys that get open after the cap. They're 10 to 15 yard receivers that break passing. Pettis was before we got Jimmy. Um, and the other thing was, you know, I think that uh, that Jimmy G right now is actually being retrained how to uh, be a quarterback. Because it seems like. Not only does Kyle have training wheels on him, but it seems like every week he's adding a new dimension to what Jimmy needs to do. And I think that, you know, that uh, Kyle knows his mentality, that he knows what Jimmy can take. But he also, I think what we're seeing is that Kyle has the ability not only to groom a quarterback, but to build him back up. That's a good, good, good point. And and we talked about that, man. We definitely talked about it. Alicia, Sean, thank you so much for calling in. Send our love to Kanan. We truly appreciate you, brother. And we'll chop it up hopefully next week on the Nitty Gritty Show. Oh, for sure. And he has to win baby, or clip of the year for, that, for, for your interaction. I'm just kidding. No, you guys I, have a great day. You too, brother. Peace out. Listen, man, that's my bro, Sean, man, and his son, Kanan. It's always a pleasure when they when they call in and do their thing, man. He's a big-time supporter. Listen, guys, we're going to wrap this up. Rumor has it, and we're going to get up out of here, man. Rumor has it that there is a defensive end from a certain team that may be on the trade block. I believe he's on the trade block, and there's a rumor, and I'm not saying that it's a 49ers rumor, but there's just a rumor that there's a possibility, possibility that Everson Griffin from the Dallas Cowboys is on the trade block. Do we make a phone call? Hard pass. Hard pass from G Money. Donnie? Too much money. It, it's not It's not that it's too much money. He's, he's on the books for $6 million and it's yeah. programmed. So they would only, if they made this deal within the next couple of days, they're only, the Niners are only on the book, the hook for $3 million. So the question is, what are we giving up? That's what be the thing. I mean, I, I could see him making a move, honestly. What's the mentality? Of the front not getting to the quarterback this year. Like, what's know? the mentality of the front office? Do they feel this team could make a run? Do they feel this team like like what's being talked about behind closed doors? Do they yeah. know something about D Ford that he's going to be back within the next two to three weeks? Do they know something about Sherman? Is he going to come back healthy within the next two to three weeks? Is Debo going to be back? Is this one going to be? Are we going to start getting players back to make that rush, that that run? Obviously, Bose is not in the equation. So, 
the question would be, all right, so are we going to, do we feel we can do it? If we do feel we can do it, it's only going to cost us a sixth, maybe a seventh, something low just to get that contract off. Mm-hmm. Because clearly it wasn't a good fit to begin with. He's not a 34 end or he's not an outside linebacker. So I don't even know why they brought him in. So if they feel that's Jerry Jones for you. <laughs> yeah. If they feel like, you know, we could steal him or even send like, like hypothetically, I did not hear this, like a CJ Beathard over there or something like, like a Pettis, throw Pettis and volley, even though they were shitload of receivers. So if it's something reasonable without hurting the team's equity and trying to find and rebuild this roster next year in a draft, you do it. If it, if it hampers that, then I don't think they do it. Good point. Listen, guys, great show, fellas. Thank you guys for coming on as special guests. We truly appreciate you guys. To everybody out there watching us in the streaming world, man, we love you all, man. There's so many names in here. I can't mention you all. But Symmetry, John B, Mariah Lee, Callie, PG, Melissa, like there's so many. And and James and Edgar, I see you all, man. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Donnie, you guys' final thoughts? This is my final thought. I wanted to throw this in for the day, okay? We have an upwards. We're in the 20s this season on injuries, okay? I'm That reverb, I'm trying to get it off. Is it better? Yep. Okay. So we're somewhere in the 20s right now with all the injuries we've had this weekend or this season. Sorry. Um, we're still winning games. We beat the Patriots. Exactly. If we come back healthy, we are dangerous, okay? They ain't going to be talking about the Seahawks. They're going to be talking about how the Seahawks, how are they going to stand against us? We are going to be dangerous. Keep the faith. Stay nitty-gritty. Love you, nitty-gritty gang. Thanks for getting jumped in. Peace. We out, y'all. See y'all next week. Y'all know that sound. Touchdown! That's a touchdown. You know that sound. Let's get it, baby. Breezy. Yeah. Out west is Patina when the style is so nitty. Breezy on the east and this flow is so gritty. Them boys stay hot, repping Niners in their city. Take one, take two, take that life, diddy. Oh. Yeah. Nitty greedy, this that Niners talk. Yeah. You don't yeah. like it, better take a walk. Nitty greedy, this that Niners talk. We outline players up the chalk. Nitty greedy, this that Niners talk. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty greedy, this that Niners talk. Niners talk, nitty greedy, this that Niners talk.